This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio. God, Jennifer, almost nine years this March. <laughs> Every once in a while, I think that through and I go, really? Unbelievable. Jennifer Filson's with me. Hi. I've been your biggest fan for nine years. That's amazing. Yes, you have. Rockstar Marketing. Rock-star-mktg.com. I'm sure if you just type in Rockstar Marketing in Google, it comes right up. There are lots of Rockstar Marketing, sadly, which is why I had to have the wonky version of the domain name. But if you search Rockstar Marketing, Monterey, California, you'll get me or Jennifer Filson. We are one in the same. Remember, if you're in your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, did you know that Napa Tracks has on-site training plus six days a week support? It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Let us prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at napatracs.com. I was so honored. I wrote the the forward to the Give to Get principle, the Give to Get principle. I was honored to do that. It was so nice. Anyway, look, at Jennifer is here because I was on a call with her in the coaching group, and she brings up this concept called pasta. And of course, I'm Italian. And of course, I used to eat it twice a week for my formative years. Jennifer's got some great stories to tell, but she's got this incredible business management principle, and I love it, Jen. She's going to cook out something new for us, and I'm going to sit back, get hungry, while you <laughs> while you tell us about implementing the pasta method. Oh, thank you for letting me talk about this thing, because it is a class that Ernie Skillingstad and I designed together. And unfortunately, it's not a class that I can teach everywhere. So I just want to start off by inviting everybody watching this podcast, this particular episode Take what I'm teaching and run with it. And if you want to use the slides that we're going to show in this presentation, by all means, contact me and you'll have all the contact information in there. But seriously, use this because you have to have a kitchen to do what I'm going to talk about. So cool. I love it. You can come to my house anytime and make pasta. All right. Uh, You know what? Careful what you wish for. I might just show up on your doorstep. I'd love to see Buffalo. That'd be fun. Yeah, take you to Niagara Falls. We'll have a great time. That'd be great, but I'm not coming during winter. Nope, nope, and nope. That would be smart. I just got back from Chicago, and I'll tell you what, the folks in the Midwest, they are built different from Little Miss uh, Sunshine over here in uh, Monterey, California. I had to go to REI just to go buy clothing, just to go to Chicago with uh, below freezing temperatures, and man... I'm impressed. I'm impressed with everybody who lives in that environment. Yeah, be impressed with us too. I know, right? Pasta. And a nice cold day, nice hot dish of pasta. Oh. Okay, let's go through these slides. Let's teach a few things, shall we? There's Ernie. Yeah, Ernie Skillingstad of Ernie's Incorporated. Okay, I got to tell you about the picture, the picture on this slide, because, I mean, me and Ernie, we are the real thing. But the picture of the dude in front of the RV cooking up some pasta with the pasta spread out there, that was AI. Thank you very much. We went and we typed in image of a guy in front of a camper cooking pasta on a campground. 
And that, that's what came up, which was so cool because first off, you got to know that Ernie likes to call me when he has an idea and I create the class and then we teach it together. So I do a lot of classes for Nawaka in particular, and I do travel up to the Washington state region quite a bit. So we met at his shop in Olympia, Washington. So it took a little bit for us to develop this class. But when we did, like we kept asking questions and I'll walk you guys through. This is like the behind the scenes of how to create a really fun interactive class that everyone remembers. So Ernie calls me up and he says, "Okay, Jen, I want you to come up with a class about company culture and how to keep the employees and retain them and keep them happy and just, you know, improve the company culture. I said, okay, no problem. So I was developing this class and I knew that I needed a hook. I needed a mnemonic device that would make it memorable. And I came up with PASTA. PASTA stands for praise your employees, ask them for their input, share the information with them, trust them to do the right thing and allow them to act on their ideas. So I came up with this and I said, okay, here are my slides. Here's what I came up with. What do you think? He goes, ooh, I love that mnemonic device, pasta. And he's like, hey, Jen, what if we were to make pasta while you're teaching the class? I'm like, yeah, can we do that? He's like, yeah. So he like, he got all the ingredients. He went out onto Amazon, I guess, and bought like 25 little hand crank pasta making machines, person attending the class. This is like a class that we were doing after we've done a drink and draw where we actually had full-on art supplies. We had some that are drink, some alcoholic, some not, and full-on professional-level artistic media so we could draw a car. But anyway, that's another story. That's another class. <laughs> but this pasta thing, so he went and got all the supplies, and he got, like, the really nice flour, semolina flour. Okay, and so he got everything. So we're talking about it. We're getting this class prepared, and then Ernie came up with another brilliant idea. He goes... What if we gave them everything except for one thing? What if we gave them everything except for the measurements? I was like, ooh. And so what we wanted to do was explain why standard operating procedures are so important. Because if you don't have all of the steps necessary to create a reproducible, positive customer service experience, then you're going to have great days and you're going to have crappy days. So we're like, okay, so what if we didn't give people the measurements? And so the theme of that was, okay, everybody, we're going to give you this exercise. What does good taste like? Is that genius? Ernie came up with that. It's genius. It's brilliant. What does good taste like? So when you have everything that you need, but you don't have the measurements, which is a very critical ingredient for a successful pasta making class, then it's going to be a crapshoot, right? And I'll tell you what happened. It was kind of funny. Anyway, so I loved what we were creating because not only were we going to come up with company culture and discussing how to keep the employees happy, but we are going to give a good, solid, hard look at standard operating procedures and why they're so important. I love it. When my grandmother taught my wife how to make sauce or gravy, depending on what part of Italy or Sicily you're from, gravy, it was like a pinch of this and a little of that. There were zero measurements. What I heard from people, Jen, was that cooking isn't as scientific as baking. And with baking, it's kind of measured out all these ingredients and how they work together and, and the heat that produces this final product. It goes back to having really good SOPs. Your cake isn't going to rise or something if you don't follow 
of the recipe. So cooking is loosey-goosey. You know, oh, look what we have. It doesn't taste the same as yesterday. It tastes the same as the day before. And no wonder why our customer experience is so terrible. Right. And then what do we as bosses do? Oh, we blame it on the employee. So, okay, let's see. I'm going to make a finger pointing. Sorry for everybody who thinks it's rude for me to point my finger, but I'm doing this for a purpose. With one finger pointing at the people, there are three coming back, three fingers pointing back at me. And I learned that myself when I was having an issue a couple of years ago. I was teaching one of my employees, as I've taught many of my employees over the years, I was teaching this one employee who I've known for years since high school. I was teaching him, hey, I need you to do it like this way. It wasn't landing with him. It was having a hard time. I was so frustrated. I was repeating myself. I'm like, I know this guy is not an idiot. I know he's not an idiot. Why is he not getting it? And then I realized, you know what? There's so much tribal knowledge that's in here and that the various people that have been working with me for a long time have had in their system for a while, but it wasn't down on paper. It wasn't clear as day, right? So we developed our SOPs and that's when I realized, okay, I can rehabilitate an employee who's not getting it. And I can also reduce a lot of my own frustration. I love tribal knowledge. Big takeaway, let that sink in, tribal knowledge. It's, it's the ancestry, it's the legacy, but if you wait for people to totally observe it, make it their own, you're going to fail. You need to teach it. You need to make common sense common. Yep. And truly, you know, the real, the definition of tribal knowledge is it's not written down. And when it's not written down, we expect everybody to know what we've acquired over 20 years and it's impossible. And I'll tell you, I'm even going through it right now. I'm, I've got a little side hustle because I'm so passionate about real estate. I got my real estate license. And so I'm doing property management. Yeah, I'm doing property management here on the Monterey Peninsula. And it's a little side hustle because my long-term goal is eventually I will have a succession plan for Rockstar Marketing. And when I'm in my retired years, I will still very much be involved in real estate investment and doing property management. And so I'm learning how to do it now. And guess what? I'm learning a whole new system, a whole new software, a whole bunch of new stuff. And I am that new employee. And I'll be honest with you, Carm, the stuff isn't written down and I'm failing. I would fire me <laughs> because I'm not getting it. Wait a minute. It wasn't written down to give to you or you're not writing down what you're learning? No, no. I'm writing down what I'm learning, but it wasn't given to me. And there's like so many one-offs. Shouldn't you be worried the people that you're working with don't have good systems? Well, the good news is, is that she has purchased my standard operating procedure service. So, because I'm begging for it, I'm begging for it. Like, please, please don't make me chase after you every single time I have a question. Can we please have this written down? But I just want to illustrate that standard operating procedures are so important and it will make the lives of your employees and your clients and the management so much better. It's a win-win-win. Okay, so here's the slides, everybody. Getting back to it. I told everybody what we were going to do. We're going to make pasta together. And this is like a little video, and you don't have to play it, but this is a little video that when you do click on it, it's like a one-minute video showing you how to make pasta. And it's so cool. It's like, okay, great. Let's use video. Let's use audio. Let's use, you know, written visual. So let's do it all. So anyway, go to the next slide. And I told everybody, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make pasta and we're going to ask you the question, what does good taste like? Oh, I love that. Everyone started making the pasta and then I was going to go through the slides and uh, let's go ahead through the slides. And then I'll, at the end of the slides, I'll tell you what the pasta results were. So P stands for praise your employees for a job well done. 
A, ask your employees what they'd like to do and how they can feel supported. S, share ideas that will allow them to feel happy, happy, accomplished, and successful. T, trust your employees to do the right thing and serve your clients with the best care. Yeah. And then A, allow them to grow, to win, to celebrate each other, and then create new ideas to help the company. And I got to tell you, we are implementing the pasta method at Rockstar Marketing, and we had a record-breaking year, 2023. We are on track to have a record-breaking year, 2024, because we implemented as a squad the pasta method. And I finally got out of my own way, Carm. Oh. They have better ideas than me. So by using the pasta method... I trusted them, I shared with them, I asked them, and they are getting praise all the time from me and with from each other, and I'm allowing them to act on their ideas. And guess what? We're a better company for it. No doubt. Good for you. Anyway, I go ahead and I repeat this over and over again, because again, it's a mnemonic device, because with anything, when you're learning something, you have to see it over and over and over again. It's like that old adage, you know, if you tell somebody three times or they hear it three times, then it must be true, right? I've heard it three times. It must be true. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. Now, it all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. And having local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, a representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. Tracks always has the flexibility to do business how you need to do it, which means it can also grow as your business grows. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business. Yes, a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. You know, I have to tell you, there's many acronyms and mnemonics that I've heard in the industry, Jen. This one seems pretty easy. Praise, ask, share, trust, allow. It's comfortable and not hard to remember. No, not at all. Especially when you tie food in with it. It's a beautiful thing. It's We're building core memories. Can you imagine doing this and then just through the irony of the world, somebody goes home and they're making pasta for dinner 
And they tell the story of, hey, we had this great seminar today about making pasta and what it means to be a great leader in our company and how it's going to work. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? As we're recording this, I know that my husband's making lunch. And guess what? I'm smelling him cooking. No. Yeah, he's making pasta. (laughs) I'll have a chicken cacciatore with the side of linguine for dinner tonight, just so that you know. I wonder if we could take a survey of everybody watching this podcast, how many of them are going to have pasta within the next 24 hours of hearing this? Got to do it just for effect. It's going to be fun. I want everybody in the chat like or in the comments to please let us know if they had pasta. I think that'd be hilarious. I don't care. Whatever it is. Rigatoni, Capolini. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Spaghetti, fettuccine, lasagna. We don't care. Just have some pasta. Okay. Okay. So again, I go into it, but I'm going to kind of tell you how I implement the pasta method. Every Friday, we have our rock star squad meeting. And I actually have a slide that encourages the team to do shout outs. So I ask them, do you have anybody that you want to celebrate? Did they do something extraordinary for a client? Did they learn something new? Did they express our core values? Like, what did they do? And it's the most heartwarming and uplifting thing to start off the meeting with people praising each other right out the gate. It's just so cute. Like, Brooke will say, hey, everybody, great job. The writers wrote this fresh SEO content for this auto repair shop's website. And the content was beautiful and the client loved it. Shout out to everybody for creating awesome, unique content. And then like Renee will do some cool video and everyone's like, oh, that video was so awesome. Great job. Like, for example, even this week, you know, we had a storm here on the central coast of California And it knocked our power for a couple of days. So you better believe when I have this upcoming Friday meeting that when I couldn't participate in client meetings on Monday, I was dead in the water. I couldn't get online. But guess what? My team rocked it. And it's so cool. It's so cool to see everybody and the beaming of their faces. Like we're all online and they're just, you can tell that they're just loving it. And when people are praised, they want to do more for you. So please, everyone listening to this, praise is meant to be served generously. Do not be stingy with your praise. Yep. Give it up, Jen. Give it up. Absolutely. I agree. Give it up. (laughs) Okay. So ask for employee input. Okay. So I ask them several things. I want to know about them personally. Also in the squad meetings, I ask them, what are your weekly wins, your personal weekly wins? What had happened to you this week that you had like a victory of some kind? And, you know, Leonard will say, oh, well, my garden is in full bloom or I bought new seeds for my garden because he's totally in nesting mode and his garden, he's even got an Instagram account and like he's getting a lot of followers. So like his garden is becoming a big deal and it's exciting to hear what's going on. Or like Brooke will have some really cool thing that she created. Like she's super creative and she'll create this new graphic and it's like, oh, fabulous. And then she applied that graphic to help a friend do something. I don't know. Like everyone's doing cool stuff. Or Renee got, I'm just so proud of my husband. He's an artist. He's also a head of our media division. So he does all of our graphic design. He does all of our videos and stuff. But Upper Deck Trading Cards has tapped him out to do some original art for their trading cards under the Marvel license. No kidding. He's a great artist. I've seen his work. Wow. He's off the charts. So good. He's off the charts. And the fact that Upper Deck Trading Cards are uh, having him do some work for them. Uh, Hello. 
huge win. So we celebrate each other. And so we know what their personal aspirations are. We know what their professional aspirations are. And we're doing everything we can as a whole team to support them. Jen, you know what I love about this? Ask for employee input. If I know that at one of the company meetings that I'm going to be asked to provide some input, then I'm going to be looking for something that's going on in my life that I could contribute. Imagine a person who doesn't have a chance to opine on anything, share an idea, a feeling, something that's good going on in their world. They wouldn't second think their life. But knowing that they want to contribute and help other people, it's almost like they're always going to be on or the wick of the firecracker is always going to be lit for the week. Great piece there. I love that. And, you know, what also is just exciting is that like all of these things, it just creates amazingly good energy amongst the team. And so when someone says, hey, I need help, everyone rushes to help versus, hey, I need help. I don't want to help that person. No, we're all supporting and we're all uplifting each other. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's a culture piece. Very strong culture piece. Yeah. Okay. So then we have share with mentorship. For example, we have an intern that Brooke has been mentoring the intern. And so she wanted to make sure that her goals as an intern were met. And so she went through this whole like multi-week strategy of how to show on a resume that this particular internship created some positive development for her. So we had her write a blog. So now she has an official published blog. She is published on the internet. Not everybody can say that. We had this whole professional development piece of like, okay, what are the things that you want to accomplish? And the intern actually has a film, film and screenwriting as her major. So we, of course, had her partner up with Renee and did some cool stuff. And we even had her teach us about what is quality filmmaking? What are the different scenes and different contrasts? And it's been fascinating listening to this remarkably talented young woman talk about what goes on in film. And now I can look at film a little bit differently. So that mentorship, that pairing up Brooke with Izzy has just been golden for both of them and their relationship. But then also too, like we don't get this timid, young, shy girl as an intern. We get to see her in her strength and her power. And now she's just a total badass in our eyes. Love it. Great idea. And then the sharing and continuous learning that culture. I mean, what's so cool is that we're always like, we know that artificial intelligence is changing the world of marketing. So instead of worrying about it, we're actively jumping in like, all right, what can we learn? And because we are actively learning, Leonard has created this whole new product and service called LeadForge, where we're doing text message marketing of like getting reviews, getting offers out there and doing it in such a way that it's just so great. And the results are amazing. I mean, like, It all came from learning something new and figuring out how to code this new piece using AI. And now it's like an irresistible offer that everyone wants to work with us on because of this little thing that we created or he created, you know what I mean? But it's for the benefit of everyone. And then like, we're learning how to use Canva in different ways or in design in different ways. Or like, there's another new tool called, um, oh, it's so brand new, Togan, T-U-G-A-N, I think. Another AI thing. I've been writing my newest book, Carm. It's not a business book. It's actually a book about women's social progress over 200 years. 
And I'm using diaries of women from like the 1840s, the 1850s, the 1870s, as well as video diaries off of TikTok from like 2022, 2023. So it is covering every century, every decade over the last 200 years. It's, it's, I created a monster. I thought this was going to be a quick book to write. Nope. Nope. It's a giant book. I confess I'm a little stuck. I'm stuck because it's so big. Like think of 30 chapters and 2,400 pages. Like that's a lot to whittle down. Yeah. So I was playing around with this AI thing and it took my content and it shrunk it down to like two pages. So now if I really want to, I've got like a 60 page pamphlet of a book summarized in like, I could actually have like a 60 page book if I felt like it, or I could turn that into TikTok videos where I talk about each chapter in a minute or two bite. And then I've got more people interested in this book when it finally comes out. Scary stuff, Jen. No, it's not scary. It's like awesome. It's like I am becoming a Borg. Well, no, that's what I mean. I say scary from the fact that it is so awesome. It is so out there. It is so tech that I say, listen, I'll let you show me something scary and I'll make it work for me. That's the point of it. I want to go in with some super respect that this can't be that easy. It can't be that wide ranging. It can't be that useful. And then all of a sudden you say, just like some of the tools that you mentioned, we use a lot. We don't use AI a lot, but we do. One of the things that we have to, in our business, and I think everyone's, it's you can almost read something that was done in AI. It's a little almost two-third person-y. But when it's your original content and then it's modified, it's punchy. It's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And that's coming. I actually ordered myself a new tool that will take anything I talk or say. I mean, no different than, say, what, what Zoom and all these other transcribers can do. But it'll take a conversation that you and I would have had. It's ours. We own it. And then this AI comes in and slices it up a whole bunch of different ways. Is it Descript? No, but we do use that. Yes. Descript is awesome. Isn't it? It takes plums out of our conversation. It does the auto captioning. I mean, yeah, AI is sexy. Anyway, so trust. All right. So you've done the P, the A, the S, right? Now you got to trust them. I'm going to say this with love to a lot of shop owners. Come closer. (laughs) You have to trust them. Because they want to perform well. They want to do a good job. And if sometimes, I'm guilty of this, by the way, sometimes we get in our own way and we're so protective of our babies, we don't trust them. When we let them have the opportunity to do the right thing, know that they are going to do the right thing. They can actually do it better than we can. Can you believe it? Get out of your own way, Jen. Right? And in fact, they may, they may do it better in a different way. Exactly. And then guess what? It allows them to praise each other. And it's it's this beautiful cycle because they're going to get happier that they were trusted to do it. And it just makes for a a beautiful environment. And when you share that trust, you're going to have to enjoy the fact that you have a great team, a happy team. There's lower attrition, lower complaints about, oh, I'm not getting paid enough. You know, that toxicity that eventually seeps in and poisons the well. When you trust them and they know that you've got their back and they've got yours, it's just a beautiful thing. Now, is everyone trustworthy? Well, that remains to be seen. If they're showing that they're not trustworthy, fine. But once you've given them the tools, especially the standard operating procedures, showing how to do it correctly, then you can trust them. It's that simple. But check in with the employees to see how happy they are, right? 
And then number five, this is again, right up there with trust. You got to allow them to act upon the ideas that they've put forth, right? If you don't allow them, you're showing them that you don't trust them. So they'll allow them to act on it, encourage them to grow. And they may eventually say to you, just as Leonard did, hey, Jen, I've come up with this idea of having my own business and I want to change our relationship from employer to an employee to the business partner. And I was like, okay, I trust the process. And now we're still very much working together. He's still very much in charge of our SOP division. He's still very much in charge of project management, but he's also like spreading his wings and flying and knocking our socks off because he's crushing it. So don't be afraid that they're going to rise up and eventually be your competitor because honestly, they could be your collaborator and it benefits everyone. It's a great idea, especially there's an awful lot of young technicians that want to have their own shop. I don't think they necessarily know the challenges in front of it. And if you have a strong enough relationship with your people, you discover this, find this out, or they're willing to tell you, hey, someday I want to do my own shop. Number one, that could be a succession opportunity. Number two, you may then befriend that individual to a higher degree of teaching them what business is all about. And either they're going to say, wow, this is out of my league. I'm not there yet, or I need more years than I thought, or thank you for saving me some bankruptcy by showing me this because I see how much money you make, but they didn't really know where the money goes, right? So to your point, look at an opportunity for any young individual who wants to do it themselves to your word, a collaborator. I love that word, by the way. Yeah, for sure. And then also too, it gives them that safety net to learn how to do the administrative stuff without necessarily having to leave you, especially the succession plan. When Brooke told me that she wanted to grow, I was like, all right, let's put you in a growth pattern. And so now she's doing things better than I did. And again, I, being the original girl, I thought that, you know, I was the best. And then I step aside. Now I'm looking and I'm like, you know what? She's outshining me. And I love it because who wins? Our clients win. Like, again, I got out of my own way, Carm. I'm kind of proud of myself. Well, that's what my daughter Tracy's doing for me. She's doing things that I was, if you will, stopping at a certain point, and she's taking it to a new and different and better level. And I love what she's doing. You wake up one day and you say, just let her go. Yeah, run with it. Have some fun. And then you can go and enjoy a vacation or two. I've made all these decisions in all these years, and I just want to stop. But isn't that cool? It's just like... You're just helping the next generation. You're lending them a hand like, here, let me share my knowledge with you. Let me share my wisdom. I'm going to lift you up and then to see them fly and to see them succeed. And they're bringing you along with it. It's like just because someone is, is going past you doesn't mean that they've forgotten you or that they're not helping you along the way. Anyway, it's just a beautiful thing. But now that we've gone through the pasta method, can I share a story about Rome and my trip to Rome. Your trip to Rome. All right. So what's really kind of cool is that you and I had something in common in 2023. We each hosted events that went on a cruise. Mine was in the Mediterranean and yours was? In the Caribbean. Yeah. So, and what's really fun is that Carl and Maureen Hutchinson, the owners of Complete Auto Repair in Springfield, Missouri, they went on both. They went on mine first and then they went on yours next. I know. How cool. They love mine more. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I think they loved the trips equally, but the boats were different. I think they loved your boat better 
but I think they loved the environment of our boat better. Oh boy, I can't imagine the Mediterranean, but okay. So let me tell you about our first meal in Rome. And the reason why I'm going to bring this thing up is that it totally embodies the pasta method. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story about this restaurant and the whole experience that we had and why standard operating procedures are so important. Okay. We're finished with our cruise. We've started in Barcelona. We um, had some really interesting weather, by the way. A lot of our ports that we were supposed to go to on our Mediterranean cruise were not necessarily smooth sailing because the Mediterranean was having a lot of high seas. And so a lot of things got switched around, but still great cruise. And at the end, we end up in Rome. So we go to this beautiful hotel that is right next door to the parliament building in Rome. I mean, great location, three blocks away from like Trevi Fountain, perfect location. There's eight of us. There's uh, Stephen Maria Grimes. There's uh, Carla Maureen Hutchinson. There's myself and my husband, Renee Ariola. And then there's also Mona and Joel Pillars. Mona was the longtime office manager over at B&B Auto Repair in Bremerton, Washington. Her husband, Joel, retired from the Washington State Parks Service. So we were doing our Rockstar Summit, but then also celebrating his retirement. So it was a fun little group of eight people. And everyone was welcome, by the way. If anyone gets themselves upset that they weren't invited. No, no, no. Everyone was invited. <laughs> but come with us next time because it's epic. So we get in there. We're, you know, done with the cruise. We're now excited to be in Rome. And we approach the front desk guy, Patrick, who took amazing care of us. And we said, hey, we're thinking about, we want to have our first meal together. It's lunchtime. Where would you recommend we go? And he whips around his computer screen and shows us, okay, well, here are several different restaurants. What are you in the mood for? So we looked at the menu of this one particular restaurant. We're like, you know what? That one looks good. And it was only a few blocks away. So he calls up the restaurant and he talks in Italian. It was beautiful that he spoke Italian. Of course he spoke Italian, but it's just when you're in a country and you're like, oh, he's speaking Italian. It just sounds sexier. I don't know. <laughs> so he's like telling us, okay, he drew us directions. He's like, here's the directions to how to get there. You're going to ask for Francesco. Okay, great. All eight of us, we go to the pharmacy first, and then we go over there and we ask for Francesco. He is at the front waiting for us. He knows that we're on the way and he greets us, shakes our hand. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Welcome. Here's your table. We get to our tables already set for eight with little glasses of Prosecco already waiting there on the table for us. Like, wow, we're getting the red carpet treatment. Okay, so first thing, like knocking our socks off, right? We sit down and then our waiter, Daniel, comes over. Daniel's, of course, born and raised Roman, but he speaks perfect English and he's fun and funny. I mean, the guy is an entertainer as well as an amazing waiter, right? And he is just welcoming us. He's making us laugh. He's like, the way he's describing the food, he's like, you know, we're like asking about the menu. He's like, oh, our specials, our food is amazing. It's like, he had this beard. He's like, it's like Dolce and Gabbana, Dolce and Gabbana. It's so perfect. Like he's talking with his hands. Carm, you would have loved it. And we were falling in love with this guy. So the way it goes is we're looking at the menu and we're, he's like, what would you like to start? And we're like, oh, we're going to get some appetizers. And then not only do we get our appetizers, he also includes two caprese salads, right? So, you know, the tomato and the... Caprese, caprese. Thank you. I knew you could say it properly. The, the mozzarella and the tomato salad with the basil. Oh, mwah, right? So already, do a tally here. 
Prosecco already, Caprese, two, two salads. Then we order our entrees and we do that. And then at the very end, it's like dessert time. Of course, we're going to have dessert. We're in Rome for the first time, you know? So we order our dessert and then he says, I've got something special for you. I've got limoncello. Would you like limoncello? And we're like, yes. So he brings over like these little glasses of precious limoncello. So we do order our desserts, but he also brings over like other little things, like a couple of cookies, like biscotti, right? Another little chocolatey thing. So anyway, we've got all this stuff and we're enjoying the hell out of this lunch, right? All of us are like, yay, we're so lucky. And Uncle Daniel is taking care of us. And he's just making us laugh. And at the very end, when it's time for the bill, he goes, okay, everybody, here's your bill. Here's what I want you to know. The Prosecco, that was a gift on me. The two Caprese salads, a gift from me. Thank you so much for coming. The Limoncello, it is a very special thing. And if you give me your mailing address, I will mail you a bottle of Limoncello for Christmas as a gift. And we're like, wow. And he goes, that's all on me, but here's your bill. All I ask is that you get on to TripAdvisor and leave a review because we want other people to find us. Of course we did. And you know what happened? We went back three times when we were in Rome and we tipped big, right? They don't necessarily have tips in Europe, but we were generously tipping because we felt like we got so much value. And, but the second trip, by the way, the second time we went there, we said, by the way, we gave you our addresses, but you don't have to mail it. It's like November and it's a month away. You want to just, shall we buy the, the limoncello off of you? So he shows up. He brings a four bottles, one for each couple to the table. And he says, this is done in small batches. This is a, a locally made group. And I can't even read it because of course it's in Italian. But <laughs> anyway, that's it. We even promised him that we would send him pictures when we finally opened it. I have not opened it yet. I'm thinking I might open it this weekend over the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? Especially if, you know, someone wins, like Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty. I love her. And I'm so excited because I'm in Monterey, but I get to win either way because the Chiefs, that's awesome. And then the 49ers, like, I like them both. So bring it on. Jen, I have heard stories like this about the Italian restaurants and almost the identical story of all the great free food that comes up and uh, please tell the world about us. It seems to be something that the Italians have figured out, how to embrace all the travelers that come there from outside of their great country and to spoil the hell out of them. And what does it do? It creates loyalty. It creates a fan base. Storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. Like, okay, does everybody want to go to this restaurant? You have to email me and I'll give you the slides and I'll tell you the name of the restaurant. Great story. And then one of our, you know, Joel Pillars, who came and celebrated his retirement, his brother just went to Rome a month ago. Guess where we sent him? And then he sent us a picture with him and Daniel in the picture. It was awesome. So I wanted to talk about it because if this restaurant did not implement the pasta method, as well as cook beautiful pasta, then would Daniel be able to create such a delightful experience for his guests? Probably not. Probably not. So when you are trying to figure out how to implement the pasta method, 
you need to identify the roles and the standard operating procedures, right? So identify the what, the who, and the how of the business. What needs to be done? Who's going to do it? And how is it going to be done? And what are all the jobs that need to be done? How do we make sure that everything is completely outlined in our standard operating procedures to make sure that we have consistency and client satisfaction? And here's the thing. As I understand it, because I haven't seen anyone else talk about this. And when I was doing my market research a couple of years ago, no one else was doing this. We are the only marketing agency out there creating SOPs for you. Because, you know, we're so good at storytelling about your brand and about your business. Well, we do that same storytelling in your SOPs. So that way the company culture is infused within the SOPs. It's more than just step one, step two, step three. Here's how to do an oil change. It also infuses why we're doing the oil change this way, how we can do better. Here are the KPIs behind this oil change. Here's the checklist to how to make sure that that oil change is done right. Here's a video helping you. It's so much fun because we bring the whole SOP to life. Anyway, when you do all this stuff, you are improving your business. By the way, do you want to hear how the pasta making went in that class with me and Ernie? With the missing ingredient? Yeah, with the missing measurements. Yeah. Well, it was kind of funny because some people, you can tell that they've been, been making pasta for a long time and they have no fears around it. And their pasta was beautiful. They knew what to do. But there was this one guy who shall remain unnamed because he's quite successful and we love him. He was making paste. It was pretty much, it wasn't pasta, it was pasta. It was like the consistency of the paste that you would eat in kindergarten. Yeah. But what was so great was though, is it, it proved our point. What does good taste like? And if you don't have the measurements, if it's not clear, and if you're an inexperienced pasta maker or an inexperienced technician or a brand new service advisor or a brand new general manager, how are you supposed to know? It's like, okay, I know I got dough because I followed the recipe and it's not paste. It's not water. It's together. It's solid. It's pliable. It's all of that stuff. But I was taught through the experiences that I've had and the lessons that I've been given that now I got dough and now I got great customer satisfaction. Now I got great team. Now I have great culture. You got to know when it's cool. Isn't that cool? So I'm glad that we had a failure because otherwise this whole experiment would have been like, wah, wah. we wanted someone to have paste. It's perfect as an instructor to, you're just waiting for someone to fail not to embarrass that person, but to make a great, great point. I'm with you, man. I have done that before in front of a class, knowing that somebody was going to stumble and they were going to be put on the spot, but loved and praised for it. Exactly. And here's the thing. I'm truly the poor cook. I'm the shoe in but I was so busy teaching. I didn't have time to like teach and screw up at the same time. So we had to have somebody who volunteered or voluntold to do that screw up. But hey, it was a beautiful screw up because the point was made. <laughs> so that's how you improve your business. You have these things in place so everyone can do more. They can do better and they can take new approaches and know that they have guidelines to do it right. And they know that their strengths are going to overcome their weaknesses. So it's all good. And then when you have everything, then you can contribute to your community. You can take your company culture and share it with the world and create a bigger fan base, just like Daniel did in this restaurant story. Now, here we are back in the United States, sending other people from the United States. And actually, correction, I think Joel's brother actually lives in London. 
it's worldwide. We're sending people, whether it be from the United States or from London, to go back to that beautiful little restaurant in Rome that eventually you will go try because I talked about it so much, right? And so when you're interacting with that community, how can you build your fan base by implementing the pasta method with them. It's a great twist on this. Yeah. Your pasta method does not have to necessarily be just internal. It can be used within your community. Praise your community members. Ask for their input. Oh yeah. Does the community want to be heard and asked for their input? You better believe it. Share your information about what's going on in your business so the community can get excited about them. Trust the community to share the word spread the joy about your business. And then if they have ideas, allow them to act on it. Like, oh, here's another example, more story time. So I am very heavily invested in real estate. Renee and I currently own seven properties in Jacksonville, Florida. And we do it through a turnkey group called JWB, Jacksonville Wealth Builders. And we've been with them since 2012. And back in 2021, remember when COVID was happening, but yet things were starting to open up. So Brian Gillis had me teach some marketing classes at one of his 20 groups in Atlanta. And that same day that I was teaching, Renee and I were also on the podcast of the Not Your Average Investor show. And we'd been on the show before, but this time was different. It was June of 2021. We're in Atlanta broadcasting from our hotel room. And I knew that everybody on the podcast was in the chat talking as we're interacting. It was live. And I said, hey, anybody in Atlanta from our community, we're here. Want to get together? Let's share a meal together. Let's break bread. So guess what? A guy named Drew Barnhill was like, I'm in Atlanta. I said, well, great. Let's get together. And it turned out he was living only four miles away from the shop that we were touring that next morning. So he joined us for lunch. So anyway... We had our very first not your average investor in real life, in-person meetup of three people, me and Renee and this guy, Drew. In fact, we didn't even know what the guy looked like. He could see us from the podcast, but he took a picture of himself out in the parking lot just so we would know who to look for, right? When he came through the door. And that was the catalyst of what started the Not Your Average Investor show meetups that as I was traveling around the country for various auto repair shop marketing class instruction meetings, I would also say, hey, everybody, I'm in Seattle. Hey, everybody, I'm in Maui. Hey, everybody, I'm in Denver. Hey, everybody, I'm in Jacksonville. And I was the one, so they called me the fairy godmother of the Not Your Average Investor show. And had they not utilized, had JWB not utilized the pasta method with me, we would not have successful meetups. Now, in February 15th and 16th, we're going to be meeting in Jacksonville, And here we are in 2024, we're going to have over 100 people show up to this meetup with two buses, two privately chartered buses, taking these 100 people on a tour of downtown Jacksonville and how things are growing and everything is just like Jacksonville, Florida. Mark my words, it's going to be the next Nashville. It's going to be so hopping and it's just a great place to invest. So anyway, if you don't use the pasta method with your community, you'll never know how far it can grow. So make sure that you implement the PASTA method, pursue those goals of yours, and you will reach them. Most importantly, when you see the milestones being reached, when you see these little baby steps moving forward, keep using it. Praise. Praise is the P in PASTA. 
keep praising everybody for all the good work that they're doing. Because Carm, you know this, as we want to approach greatness, it's not a snap of the fingers. We have to do all the little baby steps to finally reach that mile marker. Yes. Oh yeah. So make sure you praise your people and just recognize their contributions. And then what I want you guys to take away from this little class is yes, use this. If you have a kitchen, if you want to do this with your team, by all means, please case, copy and steal everything. Case, go ahead, make some pasta for yourselves. So remember the lesson of what does good taste like? If you have them make pasta, but don't give them the measurements. They can go find it on their own by looking it up on Google or whatever. But the thing is, is that the exercise of what does good taste like is going to show that standard operating procedures are necessary for consistency and repeatable satisfaction. I love that. Embrace the pasta method. Remember, praise them, ask for their input, share ideas and mentor them, trust them to do the right thing, allow them to try new ideas. And then if you don't act on those ideas, you're going to keep them handcuffed, right? So make sure that you commit, fully commit to creating a positive, supportive and growth focused workplace. I love it. New ideas. If you don't act on, you don't have to act on every one of them, but you need to act on enough of them so that they continue to come in. Because if you stop, you're never going to have anyone feel they're part of the plan. And there's nothing like the ownership of a great story. You come back from a conference, right, Jen? All the time. You got a million ideas and you just can't go in and say, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I think it's time. And I made this mistake years ago. I came back with some great ideas. Let me share them with you. Let them incubate in your mind. Every week, we're going to talk about them. Maybe we can implement five out of the 10 that I came back with, but you guys got to help me do this. If you don't believe, you don't like, we ain't doing, so let's, and who wants to own this idea? That's how I believe this kind of engagement, what does good taste like? I, I love that piece. Yeah. Nice, nice. And also too, if you would like me to come and teach this class or, you know, have me and Ernie coach you through how to put this class on, you certainly can. You can contact me if you would like these slides, contact me, jenniferfilson at gmail.com. I'll be happy to share the slides with you and you have to ask for the name of the restaurant. Ernie, of course, he really is the genius. I really want to give credit where credit is due. I made the class happen, yes, but he was the genius behind it. He's the one that went out and ordered 25 different pasta machines and got all the ingredients and set it all up. I mean, it was beautiful. It was truly his idea. I just made it come to life. But man, is he a genius or what? So he's got other things coming up. So you want to be showing up for these Nawaka chapter meetings that he's hosting. They are kick-ass. Cool. I remember <laughs> as a kid, Jen, uh, can I turn the crank? Can I turn the crank, Grandma? Yeah, I know. Been there, done that. Hey, this was great, Jen. Thank you. The Pasta implementing the pasta method. I love it. I followed it. It's easy. It's easy to remember. And it's stooped in greatness and a huge culture improvement in the company. This was great. Jennifer Filzen from Rockstar Marketing. Good to have you on. It's been a while. I'm so happy, happy to be with you. Thank you so much. And anybody who needs any assistance, by all means, call me. I love sharing information. That is the thing. I love showing what's behind the curtain. So if I can mentor you in any way, whether you work with me or not, who cares? I'm all about sharing information because you say it all the time. A rising tide lifts all boats. So why not share? That's right there. See that? There you go. Oh, there it is. There it hey. is. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thank you. 
Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.